up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Wednesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead, Sean Callahan, the mailbag, and more. You can always call or text at 402-464-5685. Watch us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, uh, I'm sorry, Twitter. I already said YouTube. What's going on over there? Did you watch some hockey last night? I did. I watched the whole uh, Tampa Bay Lightning victory over the Florida Panthers in Sunrise, Florida. Which is down just north of Miami. Uh, for you, I, that's for your edification. My edification. Because you're very interested in that element. Yeah, oh, the, I love Miami. I go there all the time. Yeah, the Florida Panthers play in Sunrise, which is 38 miles north of Miami. Thank in you. In the greatest Miami. Yeah, the, hey, the Lightning cruised past the Florida Panthers. Well, uh, as you four said, to Sid, one, Jake. as you've said, two-time defending champions, they know how to win in the playoffs. Four to one, the the Lightning score three goals in the third period, two in the power play. The Panthers, I believe, are zero for twenty-one in the playoffs on the power play. That's not a recipe to win, right there. Nikita Kucherov, Nikita Kucherov gets a power play goal to make it three-one with four minutes left and put it out of reach for the defending, the two-time defending champions. I said that. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Just, I just, like just clarifying that again. I just like to say it over and over. Because t- that's your team. Yes. The front runner over here. And I have that favorite player now, Nikita Kucherov. And the right. Avalanche beat the Blues in the nightcap. Yes. Blues were up 1-0. I, I did only watched the first period, to be very clear with you. I didn't watch anything after that. I was Blues. trying to watch Ozark after that. Oh. I got through uh, episode four. That's fitting. Of, of the final season. I'm sure there's a lot of Blues fans in Ozark. Yeah, there probably are, yeah. Missouri? That makes sense. Yes, thanks, yes. Jake. Yeah, I just, you can I'm put just, that together? Just clarifying that for people <laughs> who, don't, who don't know their geography or where the Ozarks are at or where the Blues are at. Yes, that's what I did. Uh, uh, by the way, I, I don't know. I guess people are still doubting my Heat who are up 1-0 to zero on the Celtics. Trailing by 8 at halftime, and then Sip, they go on a 22-2 to two run to begin the second half. To put away the Celtics, they go up by I think up by 16 points going to the fourth quarter, and they up, they're up by about 10 to 12 points the entire fourth. They win by 11, 118-107. Jimmy buckets, Jimmy Butler. I'm saying this right now. I, I I don't think anybody can push back on this if you've watched the playoffs. If the season ended right now, Jimmy Butler is hands down, no questions asked, the postseason MVP. He is the he has been sensational in the postseason. He's got like thirty five to forty five points every single game, even in the losses. There's nobody. There's no one else that can that is in the same category as Jimmy Bucket. Look up Gus. Research his stats so far this postseason because there's nobody that's been as consistent as him. Well, congratulations on beating the. Look it up, Gus. 
Luca. Luca. Luca's got a conversation, Luca. buddy. I, Gus, Luca. go to Thank the computer you, and research Jimmy Butler's stats. He has not had a bad game this Luca postseason. Donkic. Luca's been good. <laughs> Luca's been really good. But he did miss a couple games with injury. Jimmy has not missed a game. I think maybe they missed one. I'm not, I'm not detracting from your heat at all. Oh, yes, I guess I he will. Might Except for this little fact. What? The Celtics were without Al Horford. Oh, wow. And 95-year-old Al Horford. And Marcus Smart, who was on the sideline with a sprained foot and pajamas on. Well, good. That's where he um, belongs. Yeah. Now, now, Horford is critical, as is Smart. So, congrats on that. You want well, a home you know game what? They won. Okay. You want a home game without... Right, with the Celtics play without two of their okay. rotational players. Well, we've got some guys in shooting slumps, so uh, same thing. Hey, Except interestingly, Horford, Horford has been in the protocols three times this season. COVID protocols? Yeah. Who's he been hanging out with? How's that work? Oh, um, guy, get, get yourself yeah. figured out. Yeah. Uh, so, congrats um, to my Heat on a one-zero lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. There's more where that came from. All right, let's get to football. Yes, I received it. I want to read this one text for you last night. There, I received a text from Sip that said this after hours of no discussion. It said this: "I love coaching rankings better than almost anything in the world." Was the text I received at six forty-three last night, as I had sent you the rundown for today, which of course was CBS Sports's rankings of the Power Five coaches. In college football. Show prep was fun. There it is. Look yeah, at that. you got a whole sheet worth of stuff there. Uh, show, show prep was was not work. No, it was fun for you. Uh, Scott Frost, out of 65 coaches in the Power Five in college football, Scott Frost, as of yesterday in, in the rankings ahead of this upcoming season's results, uh, he was 53rd. That is dead last in the Big Ten Conference. And 12th to last overall in the coaching landscape. He is ahead of, if you're curious, hey, who's he ahead of, Jake? Who's worse than Scott Frost? Dan Lanning, the new coach at Oregon coming from Georgia, is one spot behind Scott Frost. He has not coached a game yet. Uh, First-time head coach Marcus Freeman is ahead of Scott Frost at number 48, I believe, of Notre Dame. So he hasn't coached a game yet. He's ahead of Scott Frost. He's not 48. Well, he's four, he's in the 40s. Freeman is at... He's in the 40s. Marcus Freeman, head coach Notre Dame, is in the 40s somewhere. Oh, That's 49. Poor yeah. co- okay, I was... One, excuse me. <laughs> one off, number 49 for Marcus Freeman. All right, let's have some sort of structured discussion instead of just throwing random names out there like I was. Just, I just Freeman. wanted to tell people what, what, who Scott Frost is ahead of. He's well, ahead he's of Dan Lanning. He's 65 guys. He's, I mean, he's, he's, he's ahead of 12. That's it. He's yeah. ahead of 12 guys in college football right now in terms of the coach rankings. So I guess I'd ask the question again. Yeah, what is your question? Well, my, my question, let's start with this regarding Scott Frost and his ranking. At, per this ranking sip, he would be the dead last coach in the Big Ten Conference. CBS Sports, according to these rankings, believes that Scott Frost right now, is the worst coach in the Big Ten Conference. Do you well, buy, is, is that something that you would buy? Is that something you would believe, or, or would you push back on that? Well, how would, you, how would you put him ahead of Mike Loxley at Maryland, which Maryland just finished 7-6 and six and beat Virginia Tech 54-10 to 10 yep. in the pinstripe bowl? 
How could you do it? That, that's a guy that gets hammered a lot saying he's a terrible. Oh, our, our good friend Lee Sterling has called him the worst coach in college football, and he's, he's really backed that up with a, a decent season last year. So he's ahead of Scott Frost apparently now with the bowl win, which I think you could, you could certainly argue that. I mean, isn't that enough right there? They, they, they beat Virginia Tech 54-10. to 10. Now, before you poo-poo that. I'm not poo-pooing it. No poo-poo. Think... <laughs> sure about that no poo poo think okay <laughs> think about if nebraska had beaten virginia tech 54 to 10 in anything in any game let alone a bowl yeah game. I'd, I'd be ecstatic yeah people would we would be overreacting to a large degree well, so naturally mike loxley at 50th three spots ahead of frost is okay tom allen at 40th seems a little high but he'd probably be Belongs ahead of Frost. Yeah, well, he's had he had the nine win season. Um, other than that, you know, they've they've been average to bad, and they're going to be probably average to bad this season upcoming. Right, but he does. I mean, he did. I mean, he was a fast riser, um, and then it, the floor fell, floor out, the floor fell out from beneath him last season. 40 seems high for Allen, but you got to put him above Frost, right? And then Jake, then they're just no-brainers, okay? Frost is 53rd, Loxley's 50th, Tom Allen's 40th, Brett Bielema's at 38th. 38th. That's a guy, Brett Bielema, who won three conference titles, okay? Took three teams to the Rose Bowl. Yes. How do you put him at, How do you put him behind well, it, Frost? It, he beat Nebraska last year in his first game. Oh, right. by the way. Yeah, 38th. That seems okay for Bielema. 38th seems okay. Greg Schiano's at 36th. How would you put Frost ahead of Schiano? Can't. I don't think you can. Jeff Brahms at 30th. Yeah. Do you still have a bromance, or is it switched to Fitzgerald? Have you switched no, no, to Fitzgerald? Uh, well, I've always liked Patty Fitz. But I, I, Jeff Brom was was good. Nine wins last Brom's year. Brom's at 30th. Yes, nine and four last yeah, year. Yeah, I, I guess the bromance is still there. Jeff Brom won nine games last year. Who? When was the last time Purdue won nine, and who was the head coach? Quiz time for Jake. The last time before last season that Purdue won nine games, year and coach. There's no way it goes back to Joe Taylor, does it? There's no way. Year and coach. I don't think it was as long ago as, as you're going to make it seem like it was. Ah, uh, it was not Daryl Hazel. He sucked. I don't know who it was right before Daryl Hazel. I don't think it was Taylor. I forget who, who, replaced, who he replaced. Year and coach. I don't know. <laughs> it was Joe Taylor. Joe Taylor in yeah. 2004. Good guess. 2003. Okay. Wow. Wow, it's been that it had been that long since a nine win season at Purdue. Yes. That that surprised. You did it. You did it. If you I'm went, shocked. Another thing that might shock you. Wow. Well done. If you went into Bill Moose's bathroom at Memorial Stadium in his office, there was a life size cutout of Joe Tiller. <laughs> there was a life size cutout of Joe what, Tiller. Any reason why? Joe Tiller was a life size cutout. Yes. Joe Tiller was Bill Moose's offensive line coach okay. at Washington State. Life-size so cutout. So he deserves a spot in the bathroom still. Life-size <laughs> cutout 
of Joe Tiller. Like, like, like a, it was like, sort of a, like a fat head on the wall. No, or like no, a, it's it was it's, a cutout. It was a life size. Like we used cutout. to have the most interesting man here. That kind of that kind of thing. Okay, interesting. That's odd. That's a, that is an odd fact. So we're gonna. Oh, so so what CBS Sports did, by the way? Did you say this that they they they, yeah, they cut it this. off at the top? That no top twenty five. That'll be well, unveiled today. Right. They did sixty five. So the worst through number twenty six. Today will be twenty five through number one. Okay. To recap, the Big Ten yep. from the best of the from twenty five to sixty five to the worst. Jeff Brom at thirtieth. How do you feel about that? I think that's okay. Okay. Greg Schiano at 36th. Maybe a little high right now. Okay. Hmm. Think about what he did back in the day. No, yeah, Marcus. I don't care about back in the day. I care about right now. Okay. Brett Bielema, 38th. Proper, maybe a little high. Okay. Tom Allen at 40th. I think that's high for him. That seems high to me. Mike Loxley at 50th. I think after that's probably accurate for last season. Seven yeah. and six yep. last year. That's accurate. It's fine. Scott Frost at fifty third. It's probably where he belongs right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, if you're out there saying, "Oh, Scott Frost should be in the forties or the thirties, then you're crazy. I mean, the results matter. He's fifteen and twenty nine. He's fifteen and twenty nine. You could go lower than fifty third if you want to with that kind of record. Right. CBS Sports has every reason. To, to put him worse in 53rd. But they put him 53rd. I and, think it's okay. And, again, the comment that CBS Sports has about Scott Frost is this. It says, When Frost came to Nebraska fresh off a 13-0 and mark at UCF, he was ranked highly because of it. He's fallen... He has fallen every season since. After going 3-9 and last year, Frost has been a, at Nebraska four seasons and hasn't reached a bowl game. He's only 15 and 29 overall and 10 and 25 in the Big 10. He took a big or he took a pay cut to get another season in Lincoln. But his fairy tale won't have a happy ending if things don't turn around soon. He by the way last year it was ranked 47th, so he's down 6 spots yeah, the, from there. Right. The rankings are very fluid. The rankings are very fluid. A couple notes in these rankings. I didn't realize this was. Uh, you may you may have known this, and maybe it doesn't surprise you. Somehow, Dino Babbers at Syracuse survived a one and ten season in two thousand twenty. <laughs> Basketball school. <laughs> Dino Bab- Babbers, by the way, when I covered the coaching convention in two thousand two, Dino Babbers was a. I, he was an assistant at that point. And I hung around the lobby of this hotel every day because I, you know, I, Frank was Frank Solich was making coaching changes, and I was trying to talk to as many people as I could and get the scoop, etc. Okay. Um, and Dino Babbers was a guy I hung out with in the lobby a lot. You hung out with Dino Babbers, yeah. And and the guy would say, "Hey, come on, go, let's go outside." And the first time he says, "Like, what are you talking about?" He's, he was a chain smoker. <laughs> Dino was? Yeah, he, he was hit ripping heaters. Um. Unlock the best of the world with Trafalgar. Book your next vacation with up to 15% off top-selling tours and explore trending worldwide destinations like Portugal, Egypt, Japan, and Italy while enjoying one-of-a-kind experiences along the way. To unlock savings, contact your travel advisor today. Call Trafalgar at 866-513-1995 or visit trafalgar.com slash deals. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot com slash deals.
On Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with innovation leaders to explore how they use cloud engineering for new possibilities for their organizations. Join myself, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud wherever you get your podcasts. So we'd go out. We'd go outside. You still ripping heaters? I don't know. Well, maybe we should have them on the show. Hey, Dino, uh, remember Beef from the coaching <laughs> convention? You still ripping heaters? <laughs> Jeff Collins is struck my eye. Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech. Jeff Collins, why? Because here's why. He's behind Scott Frost, oh, by the way. 58th. Jeff Collins struck my eye because he enters the 2022 season on the hot seat. He's won three games in each of his first three seasons. And the early excitement of some big-time recruiting wins has faded, according to CBS Sports. Um, you get the sense that if Collins and the Yellow Jackets don't reach a bowl game – he won't be in this in next year's rankings. You know why else Jeff Collins reminds me of Frost? You know what Jeff Collins is doing right now? Heavy portal. 15 guys from the portal. 15 guys yep. is what Georgia Tech has gone after. Um, or not gone after. They've landed. They're going he- Jeff Collins is going heavy portal. Heavy portal. Another fascinating one in here, Herm Edwards. Yeah, he's he's behind Scott Frost. Yeah, Herm Edwards. These are, these even, are guys after Scott Frost. Even yeah. though Herm Edwards was eight and five last year, you know what's going on, right? Well, they got they've got problems. They got NCAA problems, right? They're according to CBS Sports, there's an impending sense of doom surrounding the program. Herm Edwards drops thirty four spots. Despite being eight and five last season, hello. Yeah, well, hello. Uh, we have people asking, "Where's uh, where's our friend Lance Leipold on the list?" Lance Leipold is in the forties. He's the low forties. He is at number forty-two, which is actually down seven Curious. spots. Curious. Why would he drop seven? Well, it, this, this this is the only reason why. The Kansas still had a bad record last year. They went two, two and ten. ten. But as we know, they beat Texas, and I can tell you, I saw them in person. Nearly beat Oklahoma. They probably should have won that game. They got screwed in that game. That was very nice of you to go down. Think about that. They, they be, the two teams leaving for the SEC, the two teams you think of in the Big 12, Texas and Oklahoma, you go on the road and beat Texas in their home stadium, and you nearly beat in your own stadium Oklahoma, who was a top-five team at that time. Yeah. And you, you drop seven spots. I mean, two and, ten, two and ten is what they look at, but... That's one less win than Scott Frost had at, at Nebraska. The Ve- yes, the Vegas Bobcat has weighed in. Hello, Vegas Bobcat. Good morning to you in Vegas. He says, how can you arg- argue that Frost isn't lower lower than 65? Well, well, 65 is the lowest It stops at 65 because it's a power conference. It's a power five ranking. The, the thing is, Vegas Bobcat, is you have – Okay, first of all, Vegas Bobcat, you understand that Frost threw a 13-0 and at UCF. Okay. He threw a 13-0. and You don't, don't scratch that off his record. All right? Brent Pry has never coached a game. He's number 65. Dead last. At Virginia Tech. He's never even been a head coach before, Brent Pry. So, the, the, the CBS Sports, by the way, has a simple rule. If you've never been a head coach before, you're starting at the bottom of the rankings. Brent Pry at Virginia Tech starts at the bottom. Mike Elko, same thing. He's he's been a Mike Elko. Remember him? Quiz time for yeah. Jake yesterday. Do, where's he coaching? He, well, he's he is at Duke right. from Texas A&M. 
Yeah, same defensive, thing. Defensive coordinator. Same thing. He he he's a he's regarded as a rising star in the coaching, but he's never been a head coach. How do you how do you rank him ahead of a coach who went thirteen and zero at UCF? Well, you can't. You can't. But that's the, but that's that, that's why he's in the same category. He's he's close to him now because of what's happened the last four years. Quiz time for Jake. Who's a Texas Tech coach? That'd be uh, we did this the we, other day. No, we mentioned his name. McGuire, Joey McGuire. Thank you. Ha! Boom. Got it. He's he's ranked lower. He's ranked lower. Hasn't been a head coach, so that's that's why. Um, so yeah, these were these were. I thought I think these rankings were good. There was none of them that that I think, you, you, you you're kind of off on Tom Allen. You said though. Yeah, a little off on Tom Allen. Sort of intrigued by Shane Beamer because he jumped twenty four spots. With a seven and six record, they must have. I mean, they, these the panel must not have been expecting anything from South Carolina last year. He jumped twenty four spots with a seven and six record at South Carolina. Well, they were, were not expecting that kind of year last year. They were, they were probably expecting to miss a bowl game. They, I know, seven and six is not anything to write home about, but they had some nice wins last season. The, another one that was interesting to me is Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes at TCU is at number 35. Sonny Dykes, keep in mind, this is for people, this is for people watching Scott Frost's career. Sonny Dykes was at Cal 19 and 30 and 10 and 26 mm. in the Pac 12. Sounds familiar. But still was hired by SMU, resuscitated his head coaching career with a 30 and 18 record. Now he's at TCU. Sonny Dykes went to Cal and basically was a disaster. Ten and twenty-six in the Pac-12, still landed a coaching job at SMU. Scott Frost is ten and twenty-five yeah. in Big Ten play. Yep, very similar. So could Frost go to a non-Power Five league? Maybe go back to the American Athletic Conference and land a head coaching job? It's, it, Are you it, projecting he's doing going to get fired? No, here? I'm not. But if <laughs> if that sounds like if it. that were the case, if that were the no, I'm not projecting that. But if that were the case. Sonny Dykes did it. Now, Sonny Dykes, strong name in the state of Texas. Father, Spike Dykes, used to coach Texas Tech. Great name. Yeah. So, I don't know. Back to Frost. I mean, Jake, we have to come to terms with the fact that Frost is ranked last in the Big Ten. Dead last. 14th of 14. We have to come to terms with that. Okay. This when, is not what you expected in 2018. Right. When you assess it, does it seem accurate? Does that seem right to you? Yeah, it does. When we go through, I mean, Scott pop, Frost is the worst coach in the Big Ten. Okay, conference. but now I'm the great mitigator. Okay, please mitigate this. Well, it's a great coaching league. <laughs> Someone's got to be last. Yeah, someone's got to be last. I mean, it's a great coaching. Why league. Why not us? I mean, the bottom of the bottom. I mean, if Brett Bielema is fourth from the bottom in a league. That's a guy who won three conference titles at Wisconsin. He went, he took the Badgers to three Rose Bowls, and he's the he's fourth from the bottom in the Big Ten. What's that tell you? It's a deep league of coaches, Coach, yeah. but but sadly you have the worst one apparently. She, who is supposed to be? I'm the not next that sad thing. by it because of what I'm talking about. Shiano, Greg Shiano, he's an NFL head coach. Greg Shiano, fifth from the bottom. Fifth from the bottom. Greg Schiano, who who led Rutgers to unprecedented heights, 
back in the day. What was that? 2000? 2007. Yeah, nice job, Jake. Jeff Brom, low, low in the pack. Low in the pack. Right? At number 30. Yeah, yeah. We have, we have more rankings coming out today to see where, where is Ryan Day, where is Jim Harbaugh, where is Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker's going to be in the top 25. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Where's where's Harbaugh in the top twenty five after after you'll have uh, Kirby you'll have uh, well who's number James one? Franklin who's number one in the nation yeah Nick Saban thank you no questions there Th- then is is Kirby number two I think Kirby might be two now yeah, yeah well yeah let's let's guess the top five here Kirby, comes out today yeah I'm gonna go Saban one Kirby two. Okay, now where where's Dabo? Uh, is Dabo three or is he behind Ryan Day? Hmm. Where's Lincoln Riley? I uh, five or six probably. I bet they go Dabo three. I Dabo three, Ryan Day four. I don't I think two's interesting. It better be Kirby Smart. I think yeah, I think Saban one, Kirby Smart two, pretty clearly. Then it gets interesting fast, right? Yeah, but I think Dabo would be third. Okay. Would you push back on that? Not really. You go Ryan Day fourth. Is that too high for Ryan Day? Born on third base. Sure, but he's done well. He was one loss last year away from Heat, but he didn't lose that no, game. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Are we missing anybody? Dave Clawson's got to be in the top twenty-five at weight. Yep, at weight he was, but he's not a top, top five. He's not top ten, even probably. Right? I'd be curious where they put him at. What? Where's Mel Tucker going to be at? How high? I mean, how, where is James Franklin still top ten, or is he top just top twenty? I don't know. Let's just try. Like Penn to, State. Let's, let's try to get a top five and see if we can do it. Saban, King Saban. Yep. One, Kirby, national champion. Kirby. Two. Okay, now it gets tough. I I, I think I'm double. Write these down. Did you say double? Double. Where's Brian Kelly? Mm. He's top ten for sure. Mm, number four. Okay, you're going I'm Dabo going, I'm three. Going, yeah, I'm going Ryan Day at four. Four, and then now we got to come up with a five. Yep. Come on. Lincoln Riley? He might be there. I don't think you can put Brian Kelly at five, can you? I, I would not put him at five, no. Mm-mm. Look at the text you line. put? Wait, you, Who where, where's Harbaugh at now? Okay. Okay. Does, does Harbaugh jump to the top five yet or not? Jimbo Fisher, is he in the conversation here? Now, hold on. Are you sure you're putting Ryan Day ahead of Jim Harbaugh? It's a conversation to be had. I I, I don't he just feel, won the head to head. I don't. Okay, he won. Harbaugh won last year for the first time. Yeah, he finally did. Well, congrats, he did it for the first time, and he won the conference. Way to go, Jim! Do it again. You do it again, you leave Ryan Day for sure. See on the text line if we're missing anybody for that five slot. Well, people are saying Jimbo. I, mean, I mentioned Jimbo. 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 Jimbo's a potential five there. Yeah. Kyle Whittingham at Utah. Kyle Whittingham. Kyle, Kyle Whittingham had better be in the top ten. That dude can coach. That dude can flat out coach. And I agree. they were, I mean that that Rose Bowl against Ohio State, they were right there. I agree. The whole game. I agree. I mean they couldn't spot they couldn't stop Jackson Smith and Jigba mm-hmm. at all, but they still had plenty of stuff going for them in that game. I I love Kyle Whittingham. Saban, Kirby, Dabo, Day. Who's five? We haven't just we haven't just we haven't determined this yet. There you go. You got Lincoln Riley in there. You got Jim Harbaugh in that conversation. Jimbo. 
Someone says Luke Fickle. I don't know if he's top five. Fickle, probably close. top ten. Fickle's close. I don't put Brian Kelly at five. Okay, I don't do it. Could you put Fickle at five? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think I'd probably have to go with Lincoln Riley. Okay. Let's go. Let's go, Lincoln Riley at five. See how that works out today. Yep. We'll see if let's see if I'm uh, anywhere if we're anywhere right on that. So I think well, I, th- I think you've got to put Jimbo at six. And then a hard bot seven. Yeah. We're just doing top five, but <laughs> you're just trying to project the whole twenty-five. <laughs> I just keep let's keep on rolling. Great, just great radio. Let's <laughs> just figure it out here. So yeah, every year CBS Sports ranks the coaches, and it's a great, it's a great list. It's a great ranking. It's obviously imperfect. They don't pretend. They just tell the panel. They don't even say who's on the panel. They just tell the panel use whatever criteria you want. It doesn't matter. You can go with a gut feeling. You can go by strictly by record. Some combination of both, just rank them. The panel does it, then they put it together. And what I find is that the ranking's pretty good. Of course, there's going to be some that you wonder about a little bit, like Beamer rising 24 spots after going 7-6. You make, that, one, that makes you wonder a little bit, Shane Beamer at South Carolina. But generally, I thought, as I, as I read through them for two hours last night, um, of course he did. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I can't really quibble with any of them. Lance Leipold dropping seven spots is curious. I'm, I don't, I don't, two and ten is the reason why. But curious, what you expect them to do? Yeah, it's a crappy team. What you expect Kansas to finish to last go year? Go for a terrible team. Yeah. What is Mike Gundy top ten or not? Oh, Gundy. Gundy. He won't no, be like no top. Five. So. He won't be top five, obviously. But I don't think he like fifteenth so. probably. Yeah, in that range. He better be above twenty, right? Better than twenty. Wow. You're splitting hairs. I'm not splitting hairs at that point. Um, yeah, I, t- t- today will be interesting. We'll we'll recap. We'll yeah, do it tomorrow. We will, we'll bring back the top twenty-five. But, but before we get to Sean Callahan, Fat Phil says this in the text line because I I I said it was sad that Scott Frost was ranked dead last. You said it's not sad. It's not sad. He's, Fat Phil says you're not that sad about a fifth year head coach being ranked last in the conference as a coach it's not where you want um <laughs> it's not what you want but we under i'm not sad fat phil i'm sad sip's not sad fat phil i understand it um i understand it i i've i've pondered the struggle and i've moved on from sadness to acceptance okay you accept it it's I also not want, working here. I also understand these lists are fluid. These rankings are fluid. If Frost throws an eight and four, where does he go? Yeah, how high does that he go? He makes a jump. He makes a, a big l- jump. A little bit of a leap. Probably yeah. to the 40s. Mm-hmm. Probably low 40s. Yeah. Goes about 12 spots. About 41, I bet. Yeah. But uh, 10 and 2, you're in the 30s again. But, then, but again, again, one big takeaway is this is a strong coaching league. PJ, a strong PJ coaching Fleck, league. not listed yet. Top 25 coach. Oh, Fleck. Kirk Ferentz, Fleck. Paul Chris, top 25 whoa, coaches. Whoa, whoa, PJ. He's got to be like 24th or 25th. Well, he's top 25. Yep. Doesn't matter where you're at, top 25. He made it to day two. We yep. don't know. Yep. Sean Callahan next on an early break on the tickets.